Prosciutto di Parma is almost always sliced paper thin. Set your slicer to 1 16th of an inch thickness. Hi, this is Bob. And this is the enemy below. And this is the Sear the Bandit. And this is the Bob here and the enemy below podcast. We're here on uh, President's Day, where we honor all the presidents, even the ones we don't like. And, um, so uh, how's, every, how's yeah, everyone doing? Fucking Taft. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? He had it coming. He, you know, just what you know, a sat down bastard. to Twinkie every once in a while. Big old. Had to get I thought him. the movie Tusk was about Taft. <laughs> I thought it was too. I was really disappointed. Had to do another. Had to get a bigger bathtub and everything. It was like. You know. <laughs> Wait, was it Taft? Was Taft elected twice, or Taft, Taft became a Supreme Court justice? I know that Taft was only Taft only served one term. Uh, Did he become a Supreme Court justice? Um. Other than other than the fact he was heavy and he stood up during a baseball game, I know nothing about that. Fat, that, fat, fatty. <laughs> and that's actually that was the uh, that was I, the he served as uh, Teddy Roosevelt's vice president, which was yeah, because well, Teddy Roosevelt it, it, it was like a twelve-year-old uh, middle school girl. That's like if I can be with a fatso, then I'll look you know hot by default. Exactly. So I mean, Ted, Teddy was like that's probably Ted's. Uh, it's all insecurity with him. Why do you think he had a big stick? Ted's, Ted's nickname for him was Fat Fat Fatty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, President hey. Fat Fat Fatty Fat. Vice President Fat. Fat. And then he actually ran it. He. Uh, he uh, Bull Moose Party. Yeah, he served two. You know, uh, Roosevelt served two terms, and then as the way these things go, he he you know said okay, and then Taft was elected, and proved so spectacularly bad, at least in in Teddy's eyes, that he decided to run for president himself under the Bull Moose Party, and actually uh, Taft finished third uh, after Woodrow Wilson and then Roosevelt and then Taft. This is how Woodrow Wilson was elected president. Ah, did I, yes. did the, I, the, I ever the tell professor you? professor in chief, Woodrow Wilson. This, this, this history moment has been brought yeah. to you. By, uh, uh, well, real quick, <laughs> I, I'll tell you one, one quick thing and then I'll shut up about it. But did I ever tell you that I, uh, uh, that I had some relation to a president? No, you did not. No. Yeah, supposedly I, uh, my middle name is Pierce, and uh, uh, supposedly somehow down the lineage, you know, we were related to Franklin Pierce, who, uh, you know, has turned out, you know, in retrospect to be one of the worst presidents we've ever had. <laughs> but and, and inadvertently started the Civil War with, uh, you know, well, a lot of his uh, choices. It was just Oops. not not that See. great. And he had a pretty tragic life. I think I'm pretty sure his son died like on the day of his election. But he was known as Handsome Frank. And uh, <laughs> probably the equivalent of like a, a Bush uh, W at the time. Uh, Bush Frank, as opposed w. to fat, fat, fatty. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure, but but you know, my mom has always maintained that her sons have followed that same lineage of you know handsome but stupid. He's a cutie. Elect him. Ha- handsome and charming, but dumb. Um. <laughs> Okay, I, I know I can't. I know I can't the, vote yet, but honey, could you elect him, please? So okay, so we're apparently so I'm only uh, uh, looking for voters in certain parts of New York with that accent. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you want it then, huh? You know, like it, like cut it lean. Uh, <laughs> I I like it rare. I want the rare roast beef. And oh, okay. Now I feel like I'm up in the uh, up on the on the Borscht Belt circuit <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> All right, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's I, okay. I always love that about New Yorkers. You like go into a deli and you're like, I just want some ham. And the, the guy in front of me is going, Can I try the roast beef? It just is it rare? I want to. I don't want it to be cooked too much. Is it? Mm, I don't, do you have more in the back? You can like open some more packages, find the rare one. You're just sitting there going, you know what? Fuck it. I'm buying Oscar Mayer. Okay. Well, not only that, it's like you know, I, I had this argument with a girl I dated one time where she wanted to do the uh, uh, trying a scoop of of ice cream each time, and uh, I was like, really? well, you know, they do, they do like the sampler set, the little sampler thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, uh, you know, and she had been drinking a little bit. But I was kind of like, Jesus, have you never eaten chocolate before? Have you never eaten vanilla? Like, and then she's like, well, I don't know what this chocolate is. It tastes like fucking chocolate. You know what? Stop giving these people a fucking hard time. It's like, funny. It's every, every one of, that everyone like, abandoned stories starts off with, yeah, she'd been drinking a little bit. Well, I mean. So what does this strawberry taste like? Is that rare? So, is that rare? 
Well, you know, the thing is, is that I'm just kind of like, what I what I hate about this is like, I'm always just like, you know what? I I, I got embarrassed because the person behind the counter, because I'm like, dude, don't be a dick. Like you know, like you know what this shit tastes like. It tastes like this. It tastes like ice cream, you know. Yeah, like yeah. And, and so, I, to your point, uh, uh, enemy below. I was going to say, I, I don't, I can't fucking stand it when people do that. I would do horribly in New York because I'd be like, you know what? It tastes like fucking ham. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> it may be well, a variation on it, but it's fucking ham. But I was buying roast beef. Well, then it's lie. fucking it's... roast beef, and it tastes like that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know what? If you're but is it rare? A fucking is it rare? You have the concept of what things taste like. <laughs> is it still and moving? my fucking time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it still moving? Okay, what I don't need one. is someone that's going to be like fucking Rain Man in the meat deli. You know, just going like... <laughs> Definitely roast beef. Definitely roast beef. Well, this is this is why this is why the, this is why to adapt to this counter, people at, uh, behind the counter have adapted the sort of like you know, you know the whole the soup Nazi thing uh, in New York just out of self self protection. You know, it's like I'm sorry, no soup, no 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 roast beef for you. We're just, no, we're, no soup for you. But you know what though? I've never been that pick. Like I've been afforded a lot of luxuries in this life. But if someone said no soup for you, I'd be like, fuck it, I'll go somewhere else and get like. I've never had that where it's like I need to have this thing or it's well, fucking done. Like I never understood that. And I know that they do that a lot, and uh, well, at least when they are showcasing. Because I've got friends that live in New York. I've been there many times. I never live there. But I just mean, like, I know they show that as, like, oh, this is, you've got to have this pizza yes. or this fill in the blank. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You know, like, really as long as no. it's, like, it's filling, like, tastes okay. Yeah. There's, like, I mean, okay, let me put then it I this like way. Because I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, let me put it this way. If somebody said, you know, like, well, we're going to go to Latesse. Okay, fine. Then I can understand that. Because it's, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that gonna, sound so dainty? And yet I feel like it probably is owned by you know someone out of the you know. We're gonna yeah, go to Saudi's and get you an eighteen dollar tomato Cassie with some mozzarella on top. It, off of it, yeah. Saudi's is another one like. Saudi's is wonderful, and right after you go see a show, costs about seven hundred dollars. Right, and the reason it's go wonderful is because it costs seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, but I, you know what, though? I mean, I've had, you know, $100 filet mignon, you know? Like, I mean, I've had it where, actually, no, it's like more like 150 The point is, is, you know what it tasted like to me? Filet mignon. Yeah, it tastes like steak. Yeah. It's cooked okay. Yeah. You know, like, it's my same way that I always piss off New Yorkers when I'm like, they're like, don't you love New York? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I okay it. Nope. I would I'll... like to get a t-shirt that just says, I okay New York. I okay New York. I think but there's I... like... <laughs> I just mean like – and I don't just mean New York, but I mean in general. I can't stand it when people are like, this is the most important thing, and they – but if it's so good to you, then why do you need me to fucking, to, uh, to, to fucking justify it? To, uh, to, to, yeah, well, uh, because there's that, there's that inner it's, – it's, it's, why, it's why atheists bother religious people. There's that little hint of doubt in the back of their minds. Right, and you know don't... what? I just had that conversation with someone else, and it was about – of all things, it's – Everything, like almost every choice we make, even when we're trying to be uh, noble, is always about ourselves in some way. Okay. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I think so, that it has to be. Thank you. So let us all sing we're all selfish bastards in harmony here. And then we'll move uh, well, no, but there is, there is a certain – I mean – I will only me. sing it if it's good for me. <laughs> Speaking, perfect, speaking perfect. of selfish bastards, this is my segue. Speaking okay. of uh, uh, selfish bastards, do you know The Rock is playing Black Adam? Yeah, dude, he's I been playing that. Black yes. Adam for the last two years, or he's been telling everyone he is. Yeah, so he's playing Black Adam. Is that, is that in the Superman versus uh, Batman? Cover? No, no, no. This is in the ni- 2019 Shazam movie. Hence my point. They've been talking about yeah. it. At one point, the guy who directed uh, Get Smart was going to direct it at one point. <laughs> I'm playing Black Adam against Shazam. When? Well, that's another story. Well, the other thing is is that's interesting is that Shazam's being put out by uh, New Line, I think. And it's a big question as to whether or not it's actually part of the new Marvel. Not Marvel, pardon me. DC. DC. DC Yeah, sorry. DCU as opposed to the – or DCCU, whatever it is. Yes. Um, As opposed to like, you know, with Marvel's got their own kind of cinematic universe – it's a it's a question of whether or not they're going to incorporate that into the um, that universe or it's going to be its own separate entity. But now I've heard it will be a part of it. The question then becomes is 
Black Adam clearly by today's standards is a kind of a cooler, more, um, oh, anti-hero type character. Whereas Shazam, no matter how fucking badass he is, you know he's some fucking twelve-year-old kid or yeah, you know, Boy Scout. Is, he is. That's gone like Shazam. Much, he's very chill, and you hear that. All I hear is is uh, you know is uh, Jim Neighbors say that. You know, it's I funny. Say. I just thought the same thing. I just literally thought of Gomer Pyle with the Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> Well, we found. Well, we, we found, shit is what this is. Well, we found our stinger for the start of the show. Anyway, <laughs> hey, by the way, I was gonna say no. You know what I'm saying though. Like, I mean, uh, I I think what they're trying to do is to make the Black Adam more of the kind of lead. I well, I like. Well, the, why would you get the Rock if you? you well, that rock? that's what I'm saying. Is that because apparently he had the choice to basically flip a coin to play. Uh, either Shazam or Black Adam, and ultimately well, villains are always more interesting. Than oh, Black. Sh- it, yeah. it is, no but I think they're going to then try and turn him more into like that anti-hero, where he becomes kind of the lead that way. Although, you know, you could have had him play Lobo, but then the other thing is this: I thought about it, and I was like, well, why doesn't he fucking play both? Like yeah. Black Adam essentially is Shazam, except yeah. just with his hair and more of a widow's peak. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so why not have him be like the incarnation of both characters, and then you can, you know, have the best of both worlds. And had like had it like Eddie Murphy fighting himself in Pluto Nash. Yes, and then he could put on a big fat suit and fart all day. <laughs> It'll that'll be less embarrassing than whatever he did on the uh, uh, anniversary show last night. <laughs> I which I did not see. Anyone see that one? Uh, I was, yeah, I watched uh, it. Yeah. No, and he, uh, and well, okay, so he embarrassed himself then, did he? No, he no. Honestly, it, everyone says he did. I watched it. it. It's an overkill as to what it was. I mean, basically. Chris Rock said some, you know, really nice words about him, and then he came out and basically said, thank you, it's an important place for me, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, all right, he's like, let's give a hand for everybody. And then it came back to him, and he's like, okay, so you guys told me we were going to go out on that, so... All right, so let's give a hand to everyone again. <laughs> it just kind of goes to commercial. They had a couple of those, though. It wasn't just with Eddie Murphy. I think they were just having some issues with... You know, I mean, here, the best review I saw of that... Of the anniversary special was was the 40th anniversary encompassed everything that is Saturday Night Live for the last 40 years as an institution. You know, I mean, it was awkward in part. Some of the skits went on too long. Some were funnier than others. Some characters were used too many times. Some were nice to relive. The people that had been fucked up and awkward on the show behind the scenes seemed fucked up and awkward on the show. You know what I mean? Like, it, it really was just kind of this amalgam of all 40 years compressed into three and a half hours. And did even at bring, three and a half hours, you can't get forty years of shit in there because you're gonna. Yeah. Did you? Did they bring Jim Belushi? Uh, oh yeah. Belushi's ashes out. Uh, well, you mean John or yeah, John Belushi's ashes? Uh, the, the, the ashes of Jim Belushi's career. Um, no, they. Uh, yeah, they had. Uh, they had. Uh, they did not have him, but they did a musical montage where even Steve Martin kind of came out of his sarcophagus and did King Tut, and they had. Uh, oh. Um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's wife. God, I can't remember her name right now. It'll come back to me, but she was playing Beyonce. And then they had Martin Short was doing it, and they had like all the little musical people. They had Joe Piscopo and Sinatra. And and, and then they ended with Aykroyd and uh, Jim Belushi doing the Blues Brothers. And I was like, I never thought that Dan Aykroyd would be the fat one. Yeah, but there it was. <laughs> and, and honestly, Chevy Chase looked pretty Chevy, I heard Chevy, Chevy, Chevy did not look well. No. no, no, no. Well, anyway, but uh, all in all, I mean, it it, it had moments. It was cute. Okay, the, well, the, I mean, the Celebrity Jeopardy could have gone on forever. It's absolutely terrifying. Oh well, yeah. yeah, I could watch Celebrity Jeopardy all night long. <laughs> it's absolutely terrifying that I actually remember when Saturday Night Live came out. I mean, this is like you know the 40th anniversary. I'm going, oh, shut up, please. No, I remember the first year. Uh, I also remember this is also the 40th anniversary of Minstrel of the Gallery by Jethro Tull, and it's like, uh, just stop reminding me how old I am. Damn you, life. Uh, <laughs> well, I was trying to remember, like, if that if that's 40 years, because then I started doing the math in my head. Then how old is Steve Martin? A thousand and five. And he still looks about the same. He's held up. Yeah, yeah I think he's like actually, you know what? He's, he's he's 69. Yeah. Because so, I guess, um, but, but what, what what blows my mind even more than that is that that means that he was 29. Mm-hmm. When he did, uh, uh, you know, the original show, which I, yeah, I guess the white hair, but he just—I always hair. thought he was older. He was a lot older than. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
now the thing is, I remember why it's not ready. For, they're not ready for primetime players. Oh yeah, I, I even remember why they're called that, which is terrifying. Yeah, Howard yeah. Cosell had a show with pri- with the primetime had a variety show on Saturday as well, and that was the primetime players. Yeah, His yeah. group was called the primetime player. I do remember that, and and I and I, I just I love that there was a time where someone thought Howard Cosell should have a variety show. <laughs> If you really want to feel fucking old, Ice T is fifty-seven. So, All right. wow. but by the way, what I was going to tell you though is, uh, you, you know, you know who actually did pretty good? No, was uh, Miley Cyrus. Mm. Uh, surprisingly, no, seriously, she surprisingly was uh, not Even only cute Stance and funny and, and actually yeah. was quite personable, but she did a really good cover of uh, 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 Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover." Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was actually, right. I, I would not say I would be a Miley Cyrus fan, but I was uh, actually shocked. You, all right, well, there you go. I mean, that's that, that's you know, that's that. Not, it's, it's something. It's something. <laughs> it, it certainly, it certainly beats the uh, the having the black women with the teddy bears tied to them. That um, was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was this? What did I miss? It was, I, oh, was it was a while back. It was, was it the MTV back. Movie Awards or the something teddy like bears? That. It was very teddy- weird. It was very weird, and then, uh, then then she did then she then she brought twerking into the uh, into mainstream uh, mainstream America. Yes, a white woman twerking. Therefore, yes. now everyone needs to twerk. <laughs> yes, it's just it's it's just like the AIDS crisis. We yeah. didn't even recognize it As until it, it hit the suburbs. Yeah, <laughs> well, which is kind of interesting because I'd seen you know I had seen other including you know in, in my flipping around through the net old and the years. band twerked on. Yeah, and the band twerked on, but I say I'd seen like you know, like like you know, Jamaica dubstep reggae videos, and you know they were doing that twenty years ago. You know, it's Jamaica like, dubstep was this back when uh, 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 Michael uh, uh, Mike Nesmith was inventing music videos. I think something like that. I don't know. It's like they were all shot down, and they were all shot down in Jamaica, basically by a handheld camera. Have you ever watched? Have you ever seen the video of like his original videos that like created the videos that we know as MTV like modern day videos? Uh, no, not as such. No, I don't think so. No. Woo! I'll have to probably have to look them up then. No, it's fascinating from from a historical perspective to see mm-hmm. kind of like I mean because he really did kind of create what is considered like the modern day music video. Yeah. But uh, 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 but some of them like you know that early green screen and stuff. I mean, you're just oh like, well, yeah. It's- <laughs> Uh, it's like ooh, 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 that's that's pretty obvious. Yes. So anyway, uh, there's a couple of things out there on the pop culture. I understand Spider-Man will be in the Avengers at some point. Yes, or, yes, there's yes, Garfield. Garfield. He'll be in uh, uh, Civil War. Yep, going to yep. be in Civil War, which uh, is like this was treated basically as if you know along the lines of like you know peace in our time was has has been you know. These two studios have now agreed. To oh yeah, yeah, I know. It really is like way... peace accords. Have, have, yeah, although what will never happen is, you know, I don't see it'll be a long time before uh, X Men or Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four coming to the fold. Yeah. Well, not only that, especially Marvel. I mean, they said it wasn't out of some sort of retaliation, but that yeah, it is kind of funny that they're bringing out a new Fantastic Four movie, and Marvel's like, yeah, we're going to stop making that comic. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they quit. Fantastic yeah, they, Four. They, 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 they shut the door on the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> which oh, does ultimately God. seem like a big fuck you. <laughs> that does seem like a big fuck you. That certainly is. Uh, but, you know. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think that it, it's Are they not going like to kill them. I don't. I don't think that. Uh, uh, no, I think they're just they're just splitting them up. I thought uh, are they just shutting down the, the comic book and they're just the, these characters? Well, let me look it up now, Bob, because now I'm, I only hear certain aspects of things that stick out to me. I don't know the whole history. Hold on, I will I, take I, this. I have heard the only reason just that Sony is allowing this kind of peace accord to happen. Yeah. Um, is um, oh, because they're fucking desperate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it wasn't because they came to their senses. It was. Primarily, I mean, I mean, excuse me, purely out of desperation. Well, never, they, no one ever, no one, as to say, no one ever does anything for the good well, of anybody if, else. But if you remember, only only a couple of months ago, they were like, "We've got our own Spider Verse. We're going to have a girl Spider Man. We're going to have the Sinister Six, Spider Man Three. We're going to have a team of other people that are going to be Spider People. You know, we're going to have Aunt May have her own spinoff. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, it does look like they're still doing Venom and. Um, 
Sinister Six. So uh, those two movies. I don't want to sound cynical, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I will say I the the day they start the first the, the day they hit the first slate. No, fuck that. The day I see the first trailer for it, I will yeah. believe that has actually happened. They've said they've said a lot of things that I don't think are actually. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, probably. All right. While while we're waiting here, while you're looking that up, I just yeah. will do a little segment. Thank this tag. This segment is brought to you by Three Owls Coffee Shop on 25A, next to the abandoned dance studio in Auburn, Long Island. We regret to announce that after the altercation last Tuesday, we have been forced to reinstate our hipster hat band. Hat band. We did try it your way, but last Tuesday was the limit. We had to replace all the muffins. But sans hipster hats, everyone is welcome. That's Three Owls Coffee Shop on 25A next to the abandoned dance studio in Auburn, Long Island. I keep telling people, don't fuck with the muffins. <laughs> don't fuck the muffins. I mean, they, they're, Three Owls is very the particular about their muffins. They're, they're very particular about their muffins. I mean, Are the muffins rare? <laughs> is this, can you slice this muffin lean? You can toast it. I need it lean. Thin slices. Thin. But not too thin. I want to still be able to hold it. Could you scoop out everything? And then fill it with cream cheese. <laughs> just makes me want to just blow my brains out here, you know, with this. Doesn't it? Don't you love that? All right. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, all right, you want to hear what I found out? All right. All right, let's see. Uh, this is what it says. Um, as a result of Disney's highest single shareholder and Marvel CEO Isaac Perlmutter's anger with Fox Studios over negotiations regarding the film and related rights to uh, Fantastic Four, this is the part that becomes a little more rumorish as to why. That Marvel would cancel the Fantastic Four comic rather than provide any promotion, however small it might be, towards the Fox Studios film. Merchandise and licenses were scrapped, and even Fantastic Four posters in the offices were pulled down. Let's Perlmutter see one and have his ear raised. It may not have been logical, but it was a decision born of personal emotion. It was steadied by sense. X-Men wasn't canceled, for example, as the X-Books sell so well. But Fantastic Four, it may have been the first book of the Marvel Universe, but its sales have continued to drag, even after multiple relaunches with high profile creators and there would be le- uh, there would be less of a hit to the bottom line if this comic was dropped um, and then uh, this is Marvel's reaction right now we are not able to make characters from the FF but as soon as that changes we will consider them oh that's talking about oh this is interesting um, the uh, Mondo like the people that make a lot of the toys uh, said they could not or Diamond Select Toys uh, confirmed that they were unable to make those toys at the moment and then they finally released uh, – Vince moved on too quickly. Now the catalogs of certain distributors seem to confirm the cancellation. With June solicitation from uh, James Robinson and Leonard Kirks, Fantastic Four, colon, the end is spelled for F-U-R, forever. The end is forever. Witness the closing act on the first family of the Marvel Universe. The invaders meet the Fantastic Four as the hunt for Reed Richards and the missing kids of the future foundation continues. Meanwhile, the mastermind behind everything unveils his ultimate plan. But how does Franklin Richards factor in? And how does this all lead to the end? Collecting Fantastic Four 642 through 644 and the triple size final issue 645. Okay. Well, okay. Well, we say goodbye to. I have no idea what the fuck I just read. What's going on there? Basically, shutting it down. I mean, apparently, it's it it was like one of those things. Is the the the, yeah the book wasn't selling as well as it you know book wasn't really selling that well. Oh, I guess, but I I take it more as I mean, yeah, you're right. The bottom line is they were it was easier for them to do, but. I think they were looking at a way. Speaking of you saying like the peace accords, they were looking at a way to be like fuck you to Fox. Yeah. Okay. Because honestly, they only got they got Daredevil back, which has actually worked out for them doing you know leading up to the Defenders and all of that, the more street level Netflix stuff. But because I think they wanted Galactus at one point, mm-hmm. and yeah. basically Fox was like fuck you, and they couldn't so. get they were trying to get Daredevil off the ground quickly, even a even as shitty a version as they could make, but yeah. they it just didn't come together. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Like, also, did you see Ryan Reynolds revealed the Deadpool mask? I saw um, that. That looks no, I did nice. Not, did not see that. So okay. Well, that's good. Um, by the way, um, as anyone, we are. Uh, I have. In case, um, are you any either still watching Agent Carter or? Yes. Um, how are you doing with that? I I've mean, got a lot of them on. Uh, 
recorded on my uh, my cable box. Yeah. I haven't quite I, gotten to them yet. Yeah, I have. I have like I, I'm like three episodes behind. I don't know. I'm finding it a little bit of a tough slog to go through that. I don't know. Um, why, but I, just... I see. I like it as it goes along. I mean, it, it, it has improved to me. Like all of the uh, a lot of these series, it it takes a while to kind of get into their groove of whatever right. that is going to be. But uh, right. all in all, I have to say, I've I've enjoyed it, and I like the. I, I like that it's six episodes. I like that it's a miniseries. I like mm-hmm. that. They, oh, yeah, no, I, I, those I don't. But I mean, I, I also just like kind of the cute kind of asides that are kind of related to like you don't need to know the stuff. Right, but if you know, it's it's more fun. It's more fun, and she's extremely attractive, and, I, and that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt at all, and you know, of course, you get you get attractive, smart, a British accent. I'm a puddle. Uh, just, just, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm certainly on board. <laughs> you know, there's definitely yeah. a puddle somewhere around me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you had me at attractive. You had, you had me, me at female. You had me female. Uh, <laughs> so English uh, accent, holy shit. The other thing, uh, the other thing I'm going is that we are for those for those of us who are the taste of the strange or just anyway. Apparently, Gorilla Groot is coming to the Flash. I there. did. I watched that uh, that, little, that 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 teaser. teaser. Yes. And I was little like, teaser. how are they doing this? And then I was like, man, I hope they get the voice of uh, Powers Booth. <laughs> I think he did the voice like on the uh, on the cartoon. Okay. All right. I. I, was, I, I didn't just pull Powers Booth out of my asshole. I didn't. Think, I, I didn't. Think you know how many times people have said that in Hollywood? <laughs> or how? It, I don't know. Maybe James Earl Jones. Me. Luke, I am your gorilla. You know, something <laughs> out of your <laughs> ass. God, that could be taken so wrong. You're, 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 you're. I, I have got nowhere to go with that. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. So, Although, um, did you see that on the uh, Simpsons parody where they had the uh, in the cloud? Where it's like, and they had James Earl Jones going like, "Luke, I'm your father," and then it's like, "Simba," and then he says something like, "This is CNN." <laughs> like a voice. It really is when you hear that voice now. It's like it, it kind of to the point where it's just like it doesn't really even have the effect. No, no. So um, there's so, that. There's time that. to move on to scientist. You call yourself a scientist. Scientists, here's one, here's an interesting, scientists scientists went around the New York City, we were talking about New York City earlier, here's something interesting, they were, scientists went around with with swabs through the New York City subway system, and there's about 40% of what they, half of the DNA that they found there, now, I mean, you would, they, what they found, what they kind of understood, a lot of what they found was like, you know, rat droppings and insects off and all this other thing. Bacteria and spam, you know, bubonic plague. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the usual stuff. Uh, you know, they had um, the teeming with life. There's like uh, in 220, in food poisoning, uh, bacteria, bacteria identified with two food poisoning was like in 215 stations, urinary tract infections, 192, <laughs> mozzarella cheese at 151, which it Considering how much pizza is sold in New York, I'm not that surprised. Kimchi and sauerkraut. Wait, wait, wait. Is mozzarella cheese Which, next to urinary tract infection? Band. Was mozzarella, mozzarella cheese. Kimchi and sauerkraut. It was, and then kimchi and sauerkraut. I was and sauerkraut. Then, and then staph infections. But the thing, the other thing is that they, about half of it, they couldn't identify we don't even know what the hell that is. So you're saying that alligator, uh, uh, it's a Robert Forrester, the Lewis Speed classic, isn't that far off? I'm getting some strange cr- crackling on your end there, and it's, uh, damn Well, that would be because I am doing crackling. Okay. okay. Uh, is that better now? Yeah, it's good. That's good. Yeah. No, I said the Lewis Teague classic, Alligator, starring oh, Robert yes. Forrester, doesn't oh, yeah. sound that far off now. No, no, it doesn't. But I don't know. I mean, they don't know what the hell this stuff is. Because, I mean, so it's. I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Jesus, what the hell is going on down there? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes we've seen that, bliss. We've seen this movie too. Yeah, yeah Illuminati. <laughs> and we just watched the uh, miniseries. Uh, what was that? Uh, the, the Guillermo del Toro produced one, uh, the one about the vampires. Um, there you go. I didn't see the miniseries, but I've heard about it. Well, not a miniseries, but it's a it's a limited series of an FX. Well, let, let's be fair. Anything out of Del, anything out of Del Toro could be, you know, stuff you're not going to be able to identify on the subway. 
That is true. <laughs> that is true. And it, we're just talking about what's coming out of the man himself. I've yeah. seen Hellboy. I know how this works. <laughs> did you? Did you? Uh, did you guys see the trailer for his newest one that they just dropped? You'll probably like this, Bob. It's like a real gothic throwback, almost like to The Haunting. Okay. Oh, I I think I did see it. I think it was in the uh, trailer when I saw End of the Woods. Mm. Uh, Maybe, although this one, they, 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 well, unless you just saw it recently, but they they just dropped this thing. It's, uh, pardon me, it is called, wait for it, Crimson Peak. Okay. Mm. Nope, that wasn't it. And, okay, there's a couple of other things. Um... There's also the telescopes, actually, because human beings, like, identify patterns, there's a picture that they found which actually has a smiley face in outer space. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? I don't know. It's like a... They, this, it's, they, somebody out there is smiling <laughs> at you. Something out there is fucking with us, basically. It's such a, is it, like, grinning? Is it, like, a weird, it's a, like, grin? It's a or? weird little grin. It's like, a, you know, two dots. How do they know it's a smiley face? Well, it looks like a smiley face. As human beings, you know, human beings... We're projecting, then, is what you're projecting saying. Is, yeah, I see yeah. Orion every night. Smiley face could happen. <laughs> Orion is the name of the man that sneaks in through his window. Yes. <laughs> and it's that's God, just actually what you God say. If you go, you oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> it's God exactly looking at Ryan. you smiling and saying to himself, ah, here comes Orion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. But, it had, um, however, the one the interesting one one other interesting thing is that there was a conference on the search for extraterrestrial life, and there was a a bit of a uh, brouhaha about um, not a brouhaha. Yes. We, we found Carl Sagan. <laughs> uh, <coughs> there was a sort of a little bit of um, sort of about a. So sort of, actually, so this is sort of like as a, um, as a as a as a parallel to the discussion on the artificial intelligence. Um, there there was a bit of an argument over whether or not we should. Um, we've had we've had like forty, thirty, or forty years of um, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. We're basically like listening. We've just been listening in general areas and waiting for somebody to go hello out there. Um, and this is uh, what has happened at. What has happened? It was a conference in, I believe, in San Jose. Uh, is that um, there was a conference in, um, that there was like, should we start sending out our own signals saying hello out there? Here's the. Well, aren't, race. Isn't that what Voyager was? Isn't that well, the whole point? I thought of it was. Well, is Voyager that comes back. Well, Voyager, Voyager. I mean, that's we're, we're talking about like broadcasting it with you know like in through radio transmission or something like that, rather than uh, rather than a. Um, a record. Well, a record. I understand or, that. I'm just saying, but this is the, but the concept of saying like, I hey, can't we're fit here. this in my CD, Glup. What is this all about? Right. I'm saying, but the, the idea of us being here and saying, hey, we're here, is not exactly new, right? Well, uh, there is some. I mean, not exactly new, but the, the 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 chances of somebody coming across the Voyager spaceships uh, is 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 <laughs> microscopic. Hey, I mean, Nanu. Nanu, we found a gold record. These guys are fucking rich as hell. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go let's, say hi. Uh, it's gold. Find out where this came from. We need more of this shit. Hi. Is it rare? <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> so we're going to slice the planet and take all the gold. We'll slice uh, it then. This is all of my, this is all of my worst Douglas Adams nightmares being filtered through some sort of uptown deli. <laughs> By the way, uh, I was going to say, no, I get what you're saying, you Bob, hold on, I get what you're saying, I'm saying though that, <laughs> that, that portion of the brouhaha does not sound very like, it's like, we should go out and do this, like people are going, no, it's like we've already fucking done it, it may have been archaic, but I'm just saying we've done it, at least well, it, I, they, the we, variation of what we could do at the time. Well, uh, the, the. Doing it with radio would be a, you know, you, you beam it off in the general direction of, of appropriate, you know, stars that look appropriate, especially now. Appropriate when, stars. Appropriate looking stars. Well, especially now as we're starting to discover more and more planets and we're sort of like saying, oh, this might be, this is a possibility, this is a possibility. We might start, the idea is that we have sort of 
And now that we're finding or we're close to identifying Earth-style planets in within what is known as the Goldilocks zone. I hate uh, to ask, but are they just trying to find a pen pal? I think they are. They're very lonely men. <laughs> <laughs> like, I send it, and 30 years later, we get one back. I mean, Yeah, yeah that's kind of the thing. But somebody, I think it was Stephen Hawking, actually said, you know, like, you remember what happened to the Indians? We may not want to, like, broadcast our our presence too <laughs> loudly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they come off the ship with measles, and we're all fucked. <laughs> we haven't inoculated anybody in 25 years. Yeah. You know what? I, here's what I thought was more interesting. I was just listening to something about close encounters, right? And they were talking about that the scientist that Truffaut plays in it is based off of a real guy that, that was a big uh, alien enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, like a French scientist. But what, but what his theory was, was that the uh, aliens that came to visit us, it was less about them you know, going across galaxies and more of a interdimensional thing, like ah. dimensions opening up, and that's why the strangeness that occurs, you know, the electromagnetic fields and the like, which actually makes more sense than, say, them traveling, you know, in the words of Carl Sagan, billions and billions of, you know. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Are we you rubbing also... a shirt on your iPad as you talk? How does this work? <laughs> I can't tell you exactly where I'm rubbing the iPad at the moment. <laughs> Well, I know something's touching it. I will say this. Is there a puddle? It, it the will Asian also, part of like much of what you find in the New York subway, be unidentifiable. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, not to the right people. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, I don't like, even know what that means. What did I say? I did not have my, that I was just doing this like I'm speaking, I'm just speaking directly into it. So it's not, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of tech, tech, technique going on here. <laughs> Some drooling, but you yeah, know, so, it is what so it is. Basically, so this is what they're talking about. They're sort of like having this discussion of whether or not we should go from a passive search listening for people to an active broadcasting our own little like messages. Look, look we've been looking around Match.com for a very long, a long time, time. <laughs> and at some point we need to get our own subscription. Yeah. I've been going to JDate. <laughs> I don't know if that's... <laughs> If you get desperate it, enough, there's always Ashley Madison. You know, is it sliced? Are they sliced lean at J Day? <laughs> it's sliced lean, and it's rare. Yeah. Now, how would Jesse Jackson describe the uh, area of New York that you are uh, describing? <laughs> Jesse Jackson, how would he describe it? There are Jewish I'm people kidding there. with you. No, he got in trouble a long time I remember, ago. <laughs> I remember exactly what he called it. Yes, Thank I you. Know that. Yeah, I know. I know that was my father taught me that word. Along with several others, I will say uh, that it's, it, it 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 has a which he learned while in the uh, while working in the garment district, pushing in the forties, pushing one of those uh, those those. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. They, I don't know if they still do it or not. They used to have these racks on you know these racks of clothes on wheels that they would push from like one store you know one shop to another, you know for um, for in the rag trade as they call it. Well, yeah. In fact, you're right. In fact, that was what uh, Kirk Douglas's first book was called: "This Ragman's Son." Yeah. So uh, they, uh, you know, so they would they they would they would start cursing. They would start kind of cursing him, basically. And uh, it took him a little while to respond back. And my father was never actually shy about letting loose with things. So uh, he, he taught me. He there are many he words. Taught I, you a lot of words that were. Uh, I uh, will never say. At parties these days. I will not say just simply because. I, I will say this that. in the spirit of it was a different age. Yes. Oh yeah, it was uh, a totally different age. I will say that the word that Jesse Jackson used rhymed with old timey. Yeah. Yes. So anyway. <laughs> I, uh, I, I appreciate that that cleverness there, Bob. Okay. So. Uh, now, okay. Yeah, <laughs> well done. Well done. But um, so anyway, so that's the that's the that's the weird science moment where whether or not we should actually broadcast our presence to the world, although they have probably may have picked up the I Love Lucy reruns that have been broadcast. Should we should we send <laughs> should we send Wait, does that podcast? come with or without the communist articles? <laughs> do you think that do you think they would appreciate what we have to say? Uh, no, I don't. Think All so. right. I would. I don't. I wouldn't. Now you guys sound like most of the girls that I've been with that have been sobered up. Yeah. The uh, the, the, the the problem. You know. I, I always I always get this thing about you know like. He sounded he sounded so good on the dating service, and then once I met him, it was. Well, I still sounded great when they were drunk. Once I had given them the Bill Cosby special. You're beginning to sober up. 
I'm beginning to sober up, and you're beginning to scare me. Well, the so. problem is, is I, yeah, I, I took a page from Job. I would just, you know, roofie myself. I don't want to remember this night. <laughs> I'm not going to remember any of this. Why not? I've drugged myself. We're good. Mm-hmm. It yep. was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. Absolutely terrific. I called them forget yous. Yep. I had a roofie in my right hand. I don't remember the rest of the night, but it was wonderful. It was wonderful. All right, so um, that's the uh, that's the segment there. Uh, that segment was brought to you by Yo-Yo Dine Industries. Uh, we're sorry about the most recent incident in New Jersey. We're fairly certain most of you will be able to return to your homes in a week or two. For those whose dwellings were destroyed in the transdimensional shift, please contact FEMA for information about replacement housing. We're Yo-Yo Dine, and we're really sorry. We can't, for the life of us, understand what went wrong. So. God damn you, Yo-Yo Dine. Bring out your dead. It's dead, Joe. <laughs> you know what the best part is? is Even when you read the ads, you're like, ugh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel as bad anymore. No, I hate myself too. That's a, that's it's 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 it's. I just do that because I'm. I feel like I want to. Yeah. Myself with pain. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, were you trying to get into uh, uh, the Dead people people died? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I've come to the conclusion my job on this podcast is just to move it along. Okay. <laughs> just like in the bedroom. Yeah, right. that would be about you. Be right. Yeah, you, so you must see in the video. So anybody, uh, who do you got for um... Fifty Shades of Gay? <laughs> Only on Saturday. Oh, Let's right. see. I've got Leslie Gore. Oh yes, it's my party, who, and we'll cry wow. a lot too. Who yes, is? Les- I got to say, she she was. It's sad because she was one of the more hotter lesbians who have ever walked the face of the planet. Um, okay. Wow, that was really PC, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. That was good. That's right up there with uh, the uh, <laughs> the. Well, she she um, was Jackson, she was uh, extraordinarily uh, hot. Must have been. it's not the only. Lead. There's a couple of friends of mine, but I can't say. Wait, that Leslie me. Gore was a lesbian? Yes, you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. I was about to. I was. I was trying not to like. What? Huh. <laughs> and she died of yeah. lung cancer. <laughs> Okay, really? Lesbian who smokes seven packs a day. Well, there you go. It's just, yeah. Well, you got to do something with your time. It's, uh... <laughs> no, I had, honestly, I had no idea. Really? Look at that. The world is interesting. So, uh, so she, I mean, it's my... <laughs> you should go give eulogies. <laughs> Look at that. The world is interesting. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought she wrote one Did thing. Did you know that, hey, here you go, Bob. Did you know Wendell Kim died? Um, I wouldn't know Wendell Kim if... He was an American baseball player and coach, Chicago Cubs and Boston Red Sox. Oh, okay. Uh, when? <laughs> was, you know, was in... I don't know. I figured baseball, you guys might, you know, give a I... shit. I don't know what it is. Well, I'm looking they, down the list of people that they die. Have, they, they have a lot of baseball coaches these days. I got like a bench coach, which never quite, under, I never quite understood the, the, um, you know, the, uh, the bench coach thing, but we'll right. just, uh, you know. Actually, you know what? On the bench, that's what I will say, you know what? Someone, someone else died of lung cancer as well, and actually this is prescient to what we actually talk about each week. Okay. Was, uh, I'll tell you, died was uh, Dave Carr. Okay. Uh, New York oh. Times. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. He was a... Uh, he was the, a very, uh, very big writer for the New York Times, and actually he was uh, most recently was big in doing a lot of the Oscar kind of circuit stuff yeah. but he was um in fact he did a big uh wrote something called the carpet uh, like the carpet bagger blog mm, and okay. he was known plain spoken style often blunt and it was very searingly as siri searingly there we go honest about himself he actually had been kind of you know had problems with uh, substance abuse and the like and had been very open about it but right. i know when each year as it got to oscar time and the oscar prognosticators that, that he was the big name in it and just Mm-hmm. Interesting guy, you know. If you ever get a chance to ever read his stuff or listen to him, he was just yeah. terrific. Oh, okay, yeah. And he so, was credited with launching Lena Dunham's career. All right. So mm-hmm. okay, well, there we got that. That gentleman, yes, was was kind of like very uh, a very uh, rather classy job. He got in. He got a little bit of trouble with some like right wing nitwit, and the the guy was like trying to find bad things about him. Like he was apparently Carr had been arrested for for drug use. At some point, and oh yeah, nothing like, that he had never really. I don't. I think he pretty much admitted everything. It was no, kind of, no, no. He the guy the guy tweeted 
the, 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 the gentleman whose name I will not say because I don't remember it because it's not worth it, but he was saying, I, I'm, I'm looking for a picture of you know, Carr's mugshot when he was, when he was arrested for, for oh, possession of drugs. You know, just basically to shame, you know, like to, to you know, whatever. So right. uh, Carr tweeted back, oh, you mean like that's the, the, the picture that was on the cover of my best time, New York Times best-selling book? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That it was there, you know. If you, if you didn't see it there, you could probably find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of liked about him is that you know, when you're really that that kind of open and okay yeah. with yourself, mm-hmm. what can they yeah. throw at you? Yeah. So, but I was I was a little bit a little bit sad to see here that Leslie had left us. She, uh, it's my party is just is just a wonderful piece of American pop, pop froth yeah. that just. And uh, she said Batman. Yeah, she was two episodes in Batman. She was one of the uh, the Cat Girls or something like that, fine Catwoman. Right. Yes, and apparently, and now, oh. now, th- thanks to the ever omniscient Wikipedia, she also composed song for the soundtrack of 1980 film Fame. And she, so, uh, really? out, out yeah. here on my own was the song there. So she, uh, uh, you think when she was saying out there on my own was that was that some sort of message? I might have been. I might have been a little bit of a code at that point. So she, uh, but she's, uh, you know, she's, that was, again, that was just a. Whenever I think of fame, I just think about that one girl that had, like, show her boobs. And what is referred to very often as sort of a proto feminist track, You Don't Own Me. Which, uh, oh, she sang that? Yeah, recorded mm-hmm. it was 17. Oh, I, now, I, now I feel bad that I'm, that I'm just pissing all over femis- feminism by talking about in fame. All I remember is that one girl that has to, like, do the audition and show her boobs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, that's like the... Um, well, I, I mean, that's I in the film. I mean, so, yeah. <laughs> I like that you try to justify my just lasciviousness. Uh, I'm the, not justifying your lasciviousness. I'm just pointing out that there was, like, your your nature is lascivious. No, it's just, oh, no, I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the character. I'm not surprised that that's what you remember. Coco, like wasn't it? It, it was Coco, yes, it was Coco. Wasn't she the one that sang Hot Lunch? It's I, Irene Cara played Coco. Mm-hmm. I just remember that one girl showed her boobs, and I was like, I was, you know, 1980, I was like four or five. I still yeah. remember the date rape scene in Kids, and I just went, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we got from Leslie Gord feminism. The date rape. <laughs> I remember the date rape scene. I remember the date rape scene. And like, yeah, I remember the date rape scene. Yeah. Oh, who can forget? It's it's a hard scene to jerk off to, but <laughs> yeah. after a while, you know, it's interesting. Maybe I just I was looking at this. You know who wrote Fame was a guy named Christopher Gore. I wonder okay. if that was like. Uh, I wonder if there's a relation there. I don't know. There that was her been... brother. Uh, was it was Mike, Michael or Michael Gore? Yeah, Michael. Yeah, was Michael Gore. She, well, Michael so. Gore was a was a composer, right? Yeah, but I'm saying that the guy who wrote Fame was a guy named Christopher Gore. Ew. However, here is interesting. Michael Gore wrote music for the notorious Broadway flop Carrie the Musical, which is oh. in rumored to be in revival. They're going to revive that. There's a rumor why that not? That's going. I, I have heard that. I am. And, and I'll tell you the other one was uh, I, I actually Michael Gore. I think he did the music to uh, Terms of Endearment. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, which I actually like. He did that one and uh, Defending Your Life, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so it. So anyway, it was a talented family. Uh, Leslie, we're sorry. Thank you again for everything you gave us, and but we're, so, we're sorry you're gone. And condolences to the family. And um, let's let us all <laughs> let us all remember it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. As a uh, just a again just a wonderful piece of American pop froth. And uh, just it reminds you what it was like to be a teenager. That that everything is just so over the top at that length. You know, whereas now it's like now I know now, I work with them every day. Now it's like, well, is this you know? Now it's more lines of like, if, is it sliced lean? If it's not sliced lean, it's okay. I'm in a hurry. Is it rare? <laughs> is it rare? The episode and title for this one, Bob, you're in the Amy Blow podcast. Is it rare? Is it rare? Is it sliced lean? Yes. Yeah. So uh, again, going back to everything we say, somehow can sound like you know male porn. Is it rare? Is it sliced lean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, it's both. Hey, you know what? It, since we're going on a on a on a journey to our past, real quick, I had a question for you guys. Did you see the trailer for uh, the remake of Poltergeist? No, he did not. No, not yet. It's interesting. It's interesting just to see how much of it looks 
kind of updated, but how much of it looks pretty, you know, Same. not 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 horrible, but I mean, just like it looks like they they have really committed to what the original was, even down to the look of certain things. Mm. But something to, something to check out. Sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so okay. Well, uh, then. Uh, bad movie. <laughs> Oh, God. Outcast. <laughs> what oh, boy. A, is that wow. isn't that a band from Atlanta? Yes, it was yes. It was at one point, but... Uh, oh, who said let's do... I think this... Who said let's do this? This is on video on demand right now, right? Yes, I which I was which is how I watched it. Uh, I'll tell you who said to do it. Nick Powell, the okay. director. The director. He's like... <laughs> Um, he's primarily he does stunts. He does stunts. He does stunt work. I mean, I, which which basically, I understand because the stunt work was actually, although not enti- was confusing, was actually well, you know, was well done. You could tell this is done perfectly. It's when they talk when things get a little bit confused. Um, it's so this is the movie had, where I just want to reiterate this is the movie where Hayden Christensen is top build over Nicholas Cage. Top build over Nicholas Cage. Now Hayden Christensen plays. Jacob, who okay. is a Crusader Knight, Nicholas Cage is—he's like Nicholas Cage's protege. Nicholas Cage made an oath to his father to help him. And they, wait, wait, let me wait. I, let me guess. Does Nicholas Cage die early? No, he doesn't okay. die early. He doesn't. He dies before the end of the film, but he does not die early. No, I was just trying to figure out like why they've got his face prominently on the front, but Hayden Christensen's name first. So I was just hey, assuming. Well, what happens is it's it's the Crusades. They're storming a. They're storming a. They're storm. They're storming a, a, a Arab held town. People are dying. There's arrows whizzing everywhere, and no one thinks. No one apparently. No one. The, no one on the Crusader side thinks to remember. Hey, shields, guys. They stop arrows. No, no, no. They just get rid of those. Sure, so, the easy way. It's the oh yeah, the easy way. So they're just being plunked with arrows, and they're they're assaulting the town as death and destruction all about them. Meanwhile, Hayden Christensen. Or actually, Anakin Skywalker, and then uh, Nicholas Cage have a discussion in accents. Okay, Hayden has a kind of Irish accent that vanishes from time to time during the uh, course of the, of the show, the course of the movie. Why? It was I just want to say one thing to you, real quick, yeah. and that there will only be one Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> and that's Jake Lloyd. Okay, okay, yes. Oh, I God. Really like <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. That's all right. Meanwhile, Nicholas Cage has an accent. I have no idea. It's a Nicholas Cage it, accent. It's a Nicholas Cage accent. It's so generous. It sounds like nothing else spoken by any human being ever on the planet. I, I I don't know. It just it's 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 obviously not his normal voice. He's done. He's made a choice to this voice. He also borrowed the hair from um, a dead possum. No, not for. It looks like a dead possum, but it's also uh, it's also modified to look like Gene Simmons from the wig is modified to look like that from Gene, the hair from Gene Simmons from Kiss. Oh, I thought you were going to say with Gene Simmons, like when he starred in that sci-fi movie with Tom Selleck. Yeah, Tracker, Trancers, whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Yeah, no, not Trancers. Trancers is good. Trancers I think is Tracker good. is right. Tracker is right. Yeah, yes. the Michael Crichton. Yeah. So no, but Nicolas Cage has a, a bizarre accent that is completely un- unidentifiable. He also has um, he also has Gene Simmons' hair, which kind of like doesn't fit real well under the under the helmet. So he takes the helmet off sometime during the sh- during the fighting. Uh, there's a bad thing that happens during he's Nicolas Cage has been is is uh, the Crusades have burned him out. He is disillusioned. You know they're not fighting for God. They're just killing people and. He's going to go east. Wait, was this before or after the Taken series or whatever it was called? Uh, Left Behind? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was before, this, right? I think this, all of this is kind of happening about the same time. I think, you know? I, think, oh, okay. I think it's like, you know, he was doing Taken. He was doing like Left Behind Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and he did this Thursday, Friday. Gotcha. Yeah, none of these are shoots that are going to take longer than, say, 30 days. Yeah, so he... Uh, he goes off, and he's off, and it's, I think there's some Chinese money into it. Anyways, so he says, I'm going to go east. Sure, fine, right into the caliphate. There's a good, you know, that's a good thing. That's They're going to really like a crusader knight with the cross on it. They're going to welcome you with open arms. Uh-huh. So 
it then flashed to, you know, there's there's terrible, there's fighting and everything like that, and something awful happens. And anyway, Nicolas Cage is staring at uh, you know, staring at Darth Vader, and then they uh, just they the um, they go they flash forward three years, and the Emperor of China is dying. The Emperor of China gives his seal and his approval to the youngest son of of his family. The oldest son is kind of like a shall we say somebody who has impulse control problems uh, and who's you know violent and stabs his father and then goes after the young kid. We've all seen this movie about a yeah. half a dozen times. Oh yeah, if not that. I mean, they run into hate. They run into, they run into uh, Mr. Skywalker, who has apparently followed, gone to the east, and developed an opium habit. So he's like sitting there chewing on opium when the princess and the brother, the younger brother, oh please help us, and he's like, uh, uh, munchies, man. So uh, <laughs> is that what he sounded like? Uh, and that's what that's what the camera work sounded like i don't think he really said anything he he's he, he's he's just grimacing a lot throughout the entire film and i just found it very tedious uh you know i'm suffering no we're suffering you're just <laughs> acting bad with munchies man <laughs> with munchies so he, he suddenly goes from being completely wiped out on opium to being able to fight an amazing sword fight against like six or eight guys the princess and the young prince he gathers them together they but hey kids remember don't do drugs don't do drugs don't do drugs Even especially though, opium especially opium <laughs> why well, he's doing he's doing opium because of the bad memories that have been pushed upon him because if you do opium you'll be able to sword fight really well uh, really well know. without you know like never mind that he actually Fuck, yeah let's all yeah. do opium yes do opium. <laughs> i was going can i have some for watching this film man because this is like getting hurt this is hurting me so they eventually they start they're being pursued by of course the black guards. Everyone wears black. I just once once. Please, oh, I thought you just, were just being racist. No, no, no. <laughs> they're wearing black. Just once, please. I can I just say I want I want my guards in purple and yellow. Just just something. The just purple guys are following me. Yeah, just something. If you're an opium, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> just vary it a little. And just, and I am. Just vary a little bit. So. And eventually, as you would, you would basically be surprised. There's a, you know, there's, there's some things where they're flashing back, and uh, Christensen starts to sort of like be a little bit of mentor to the young prince and shows him how to shoot an arrow, you know, very well. Which makes no, which if he's a knight, and he's supposed to be postulated as a knight, as as Nicholas Cage was also like a knight or a man of arms, that makes no sense. They didn't use, they did not think, they did not go from bows. The bows was the weapon of a coward. They didn't do anything. They wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, not, not that I mean, yeah, okay, fine. That's a pedantic Wait, bows like the speaker or uh, as in bows and bows and arrows. Oh well, that makes more sense. Yeah, they were just like they were. That was a you know that was not a weapon of a knight. Uh, you know, that was a weapon of a peasant. That was not a weapon of a knight. They would have nothing to do with it. Uh, I like that this is your problem with the film. <laughs> no, it's not my problem with the film. This is just one of those things that just like it, it becomes part of it's part of a plot point where, you know, he's trying to teach the kid how to shoot an arrow, which then comes back when the kid with the arrow sh- rescues him during the final climactic battle, uh, shoots somebody with an arrow. So, but it's just like, no, that just that doesn't, you know, like on top, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like the nagging. Somebody must wrote, you know. It's like the nagging headache you get just as somebody is telling you you have an incurable disease. It's just <laughs> you kind of focus on that bit rather than the other, the, the awful news. Oh yeah, it's just something, something there. Um, so of course they run into Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage has been like in China for several years. Uh, the, how they both managed to learn Chinese, which they don't speak in this. Everyone speaks. English. But interestingly enough, the Chinese all have like British accents when they speak Chinese. So it's kind well, of it's probably amazing. more of the uh, of the uh, Chinese that were down in uh, yeah. uh, Hong Kong. Yes, I would imagine so. But still, it's just kind of an interesting little like. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Andy O plays the uh, the the main heavy. Uh, right. And and he's good. I mean, he's he's got good, he's got moves and he's got that sort of stuff and he's got enough sinister quality about him. Somebody's but, got a know, crush. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Just uh, no. But uh, so you know, of course, of course, they run into Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage has been his 
He's he's it took one my we took my eye out. I think that's something how he called, talks. So rather than like do like that is catch, that is the best Nicholas Cage I've ever heard. <laughs> they cut his wife's tongue out and they took his eye out and so he's going through the half of the you know the the, the two the, the rest of the film that he's in he's got his left eye shut. You know it's like rather than a patch he's got his left eye shut. Why couldn't they just have killed him? Would have made the movie much better. It would have made it well. He, I mean he had to reconcile in some manner with Darth Vader uh, before the end, you know, he and before the bees are put on his head and, and go and on, then, then he's left behind I guess so, and then he turns into Ghost Rider once the bees have been put on his head so, um, we'll just <laughs> yes so just... what the fuck, man <laughs> Sorry, they're all merging into like the one, this one sort of uber bad movie. <laughs> oh, that's, it's bad, all right. <laughs> uber bad movie by Nicolas Cage. Worst movie of all time. <laughs> yes, cut it all together. So he, they have, you know, the, the 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 black guards and the evil prince come and they they have a final confrontation and Nicolas Cage has the usual. Nicolas Cage loses his wife at an explosion. You know, his life is dies, and he's he's all cut up about that. And then he goes and fights, you know, fights a bunch of people and then dies. And then Hayden ends up... Why, I don't know why he does, but he ends up fighting the, the evil prince, you know, one-on-one. And after... And then the the female... The, the princess, who has actually fallen for Darth Vader here, uh, interferes in a moment, and the, the prince accidentally kind of, like, rolls around and stabs her. And it's like this accidentally. Well, I mean, she kind of. Let me put it this way: she does Sorry. actually. She stabs him, but he really doesn't intend to stab her. He kind of like you know, she kind of like inflicts like a like a, a very like a flesh wound, and he turns around and like you know you know the blade goes right in the gut. And I have this for some reason. I keep hearing this weird update of Star Wars coming out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, we can make it better. We can make it better. We'll have Nicolas Cage as a Jedi. The princess wants to fuck Darth Vader. Yes. What? Yes. Go on, I'm listening. So, they, so, and then, you know, he's like, the prince is like, I've just stabbed my sister. And he just turns around, and then, of course, Anakin Skywalker, because he's that kind of a guy, just slices him up, and that's in the end of the film, and the prince is now the prince. The prince is now the king. The, the long, young prince is now the king. Nicholas Cage is now dead. Hayden Christensen is now... I'm going to kill myself after just listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> this movie. And now, is now, is now, you know, like, wandering off. Uh, the princess apparently survives. I don't know how the princess managed to survive, uh, you know, a, a, a big stab wound in the gut like that. That was usually at that era fatal, but of course it's movies, so we'll, we'll let that go. Oh, yeah, so no, she, that's believable. So of she, all the things you said so far, that's the part that I'm picking apart. So anyway, so so anyway, young Luke Skywalker was crowned Prince of China, and Emperor. Of China. Oh yeah, of course, because we need Whitey to come in and save us. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, 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 he's, he's, no, it's like so. She looks over at uh, you know, she looks over and Mister, you know, Mister Vader is actually riding out. You know, he he's riding away. You know, like the like a Western hero. You know, my job here is done here, Tonto. Or basically, I can't I can't actually handle like long term commitment because I'm an emotionally shallow person who can't keep an Irish accent going through an entire film. Um, hey, a fucker. <laughs> yeah, you know. So anyway, that's that's. I didn't that's... realize that we are around the Lucky Charms guy. Yes. <laughs> so that's. You're gonna eat me fucking cereal. <laughs> yeah. You're after me, Lucky Charms, are you? <laughs> the only time I can ever do an Irish accent is just my poor attempt at trying to do. Uh... Oh, uh, Dana Day Lewis and uh, uh, oh, in the name of the Father, and just yeah. be like, I don't understand a fucking word you're saying there, Doc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's about as far as I can get. There was a there was a gardener that we had. It was like actually when I was a kid, we had uh, the mom had uh, we had like a babysitter gardener, the Callahans, and Mister O'Callahan would actually do some of the gardening around the house, and Mrs. O'Callahan would actually like babysit for us from time to time. Could they get a less generic Irish name? No, they could. <laughs> no, they could. But anyway, um, Mister O'Callahan. Mister O'Callahan. Now I remember, I remember Mrs. Mrs. O'Callahan had like a you know like a fairly light brogue, you know, say, oh, could you, you know, that kind of thing. Mister O'Callahan, on the other hand, had a brogue that sounded like he was talking through a nose full of mud. So uh, it, the 
he would come to the every now and then he'd come to the door and he'd open the door and said, "Hold on a second. Mr. Was it Irish or Scottish? I, I, it was it was Irish. It was a little bit higher pitched, but I can't quite do it. Um, so, and he said, uh, "Mr. Connell, I'm sorry, I can't understand a word he's saying." <laughs> I don't. He goes, I don't, "Neither I, can I." That's why the marriage has lasted. I don't. You know, well, you, well, you think I understand him? No, no. Just just give him some Jamesons. He'll go away. But we'll just. <laughs> And, okay, Perfect. let's see. Irish, Jewish, whoever, whoever. The Chinese vowed. Anyway, so so anyway, that's that's how the film ends. You know, Luke Skywalker is now Emperor of China. Um, Nicholas Cage is uh, Nicholas Cage is advising him as a ghost spirit form, uh, and uh, Hayden Christensen has gone to uh, free the Wookies. So we'll just end up, and we'll end with that. Perfect. The fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> I don't know. It was well, my brain just refuses to refuses to like accept the film as 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 given. You know? As does mine. <laughs> God, I don't understand the accent he gets. I mean, Nicholas Nicholas was like you know, like, I mean he and he's not in a lot. He's like he's missing for like a forty five minutes of the film. But when he comes back in, he's just chewing huge pieces of scenery. <laughs> it's <laughs> just. <laughs> Wow. All righty then. All righty then. So, anyway, this is as close as I can get to what Nicholas was sounding like. So, anyway, this is Bob you're saying, we're all damned. This is the Emmy Below saying, please God, let this one this is the This is the band saying, I checked out 10 minutes ago. Thanks for Thanks, You're the outlaw they call the White Ghost. I am the White Ghost. If we escape my brother, I will be the king. I will give you a reward. Oh, all right. Well, just say Shazam. It's that man you gotta put a penny on. You can do the world and walk into the penny gun. No one's ever heard that special secret word. So if you want your way, just remember what to say. Shazam. Shazam. It's my-